Welcome to John Michael's Personal Branding Masterclass. John is the founder and CEO of Image Group International, an award-winning image consulting and personal branding pioneer established in 1989. This podcast will bring you old-school wisdom, inspiring ideas, strategies, and hacks for the new tech world. Here you will learn everything about personal branding, the system, the techniques, and the right mindset to have a successful personal brand, image, and reputation. Hello, everybody. Great to have you here today. Today's chat will be about the seven-type brand power model. I've already explained branding many times previously, but I believe it's always useful to clarify this topic, especially for our new listeners. In order to be effective, every organization, business, individual, etc., needs a clear sense of purpose that people within and outside the entity understand. In today's competitive and crowded marketplace, you must differentiate if you are to stand out from your competitors. Without it, you cannot get cut through to be seen, heard, and valued. And what I mean by that is virtually you have so much noise, so much content, so much distractions, especially in the digital world, that unless you make a convincing case, and you can do that with soft sell or hard sell, and I can explain the differences later, uh, what will happen is basically if you don't do that, you don't get found. And that's very simple because you only have to do a Google search like we all do daily to look for obviously the product service and of course brand you might be looking for. So if they don't exist online, obviously they don't exist. So that's why the reason of branding plays a big part in all aspects that I'm going to be explaining today. So branding supports the organization and or the individual to elevate and make their presence felt. So it differentiates you from your competitors because when done well, it builds extraordinary added value to whatever your message is, the product or service you're advertising, marketing or selling. Branding dramatically increases your visibility factor in the marketplace from being an unknown or what we call is a no brand to a highly developed global super brand. And that's where you get the opportunity, of course. Uh, and, you know, if you observe and we talk about global super brands and iconic brands, you know, you're talking about. Coca-Cola, you're talking about uh, McDonald's, you're talking about Louis Vuitton, you're talking about Chanel, uh, you're talking about Mercedes, etc. These are all global super brands, you know, and it's not like they have to be just luxury. That could be virtually anything that specifically is in the marketplace and become a global super brand. McDonald's, for instance. You know, that's why we brand. We we brand basically to communicate and obviously to sell. You know, the the end game of this is to move your product, service, or whatever other message you're hoping to get across. Uh, No different to a political party, a religious organization, or any other form of government that might want to get, you know, NGO that wants to get their message across. And I'm going to give you examples of that very soon. So we've spoken about what is branding, why it is important. I don't think I have to go over that anymore today. 
So it's time now to mention the seven different types of brands applicable today. Now, there might be more spin-offs of this, but I'm just going to give you the seven today. The first that we all know well is the individual personal brand. And of course, the examples there incorporate Elon Musk, Oprah, and even right down to Mother Teresa. These are all what we would call a personal brand. Tom Cruise, obviously, big entertainment brand and you know his latest movie this uh follow-up to top gun uh, very successful but this is what you call about branding that's a follow-up sequel to his original top gun and of course because he's created a brand legacy you know he's also getting major success with this current movie other examples is sports people in the australian vernacular of course you know if you think of kathy freeman or Ian Thorpe, these are brands that are very well recognized in this country. Uh, on an international scale, you have everything from soccer brands to football brands to cricket brands, etc. These are all brands and individuals, obviously, that uh, play that particular sport. So the personal brand is, you know, like Chanel said, Coco Chanel, to be irreplaceable, one must always be different. And that supports the case that we've already uh, shared regarding how noisy online is. The second type of brand we will cover today is the organizational, corporate, business brand. You know, and what that means is brands like, for instance, Amazon, Manchester United from a football perspective, or Liverpool for the Liverpool fans, and of course, Greenpeace. These are all brands. And some of these brands specifically well, when I say some of them, they're all internationally well-known and, of course, carry a lot of cachet. Other football brands, I mean, you know, from, from the perspective of AFL football, you know, you have Collingwood, Carlton, Essendon, etc., Hawthorne. These are all what we would call our organizational sporting brands. And in the education sector, uh, you've got Harvard, you've got Oxford. These are all brands as well that speak and people have a perception of them that they are definitely leaders in their field. Does that always ring true? Look, it doesn't matter. It's all perception. So even if it's not true, perception is real for the person that has that perception. And the third area we want to cover today is product brands. And product brands are brands that represent a particular product. So, you know, that could mean Mercedes, McDonald's, Rolex. These are all product brands. You know, they produce a product that basically people buy. Of course, Coca-Cola fits in with that. What else could I say? Vegemite, a great product brand and a great uh, international Australian brand that basically has a lot of cachet and well-renowned. And of course, you know, other products like, for instance, Mont Blanc, you know, Penfolds in the Grange and, and the cachet carries in the whole wine world. And other ones like Godiva in chocolates etc. These are all product brands. The next area we're going to cover are known as service brands. Example, Visa, Qantas, Telstra. What else could I say there to you? Virtually every hotel, every airline would be a product brand of some description. FedEx, you know, Hard Rock Cafe, Sotheby's, these are all product brands. And what was said about that, I mean, Quoting Richard Branson, he said, the way a company brands itself is everything. 
It will ultimately decide whether a business survives or fails, or sorry, or thrives. So this is the key here. And if you're talking about the times we're living in, yes, uh, survival is also an important consideration now because basically at times being successful is actually to also survive, especially in challenging times. So if your business right now is going through some of those challenges, you know, your accountant would normally say, cut the costs, cut staff, cut this, cut that. For me, there's nothing imaginative and creative about operating a business that way. In challenging times, you're going to have an option here. You've got a choice. You're either basically going to reinvent and do what you have to do to stay afloat, okay, and then, of course, ride the next wave, or do nothing and suffer the consequences. And that's where branding comes in. Branding basically is your opportunity to communicate especially especially even more so when there is so much negative news around. So now let's talk about the next one, the fifth one. We call that the event brand. And the event brand also, you know, is a concept, again, that also relates to commercial outcomes because you wouldn't, you know, everything's got commercial, even if it's just reputational, there's commercial outcomes from that. And the Olympic Games, for instance, is a commercial brand. Christmas Day is a commercial event brand. So Christmas Day and the association with Santa Claus was created as a brand. Santa Claus was created as a brand, Coca-Cola. You might not be aware of that, but you might want to look that up. It was actually created as a concept, okay, to make Christmas Day obviously more um, commercially orientated and, of course, to sell more stuff. Now, the other one uh, that's also become a big brand is Anzac Day. And I remember when I was, you know, a lot younger, Anzac Day was not the biggest deal in the world, especially when I was a kid. Of course, in those times, it wasn't revered as it is today. But that also took a lot of branding to bring it to the consciousness of the public like it is today. There's all sorts of other event brands, you know, the Melbourne Cup. Very, very famous international uh, horse race. That's also a big brand. Uh, we've already spoken about the Olympic Games. You've got the World Cup, the FIFA World Cup. These are all brands that have big commercial returns. And, of course, from an international point of view, you've got the U.S. Masters, you've got Wimbledon, you've got the Australian Open. Uh, you've got all sorts of positioning around these uh, event brands that, of course, have big outcomes and they are not as altruistic as they look. So this is this is branding from the perspective of events. You know, and events, festivals, tournaments, religious, historical, etc., are big business. And they're also big business for governments and uh, obviously even NGOs that are involved with them because it actually gets them also to communicate and push whatever message they are committed to push. Then we have the sixth. These are geographical brands like countries, cities, tourist attractions, etc. And the best example I can just give you is Australia, Sydney, Opera House. This is branding at its best. And of course, if we look at this, you know, from an uh, international perspective, what does the brand made in Italy mean for you? Italy, of course, seen as the colossus in fashion, style, and what we will call is everything 
aesthetically beautiful has that particular brand of course when you think of paris what do you think when you think of new york what do you think these are all you know the, the, these all bring up um, connotations keywords if you like regarding what these cities countries and of course uh, geographical locations represent and you would have some sort of you know feel when you hear those particular cities and of course even more exciting when you visit them and experience them so these are all also essential in positioning countries and on even on a geopolitical point of view they they play a big role and of course bring in serious tourist dollars some countries without this would actually collapse you know and i'm sure there's many beautiful countries in the world that yet have sort of discovered how beautiful they are because for whatever reason, including economics, they might not have been branded effectively. And the last one that I want to mention today, and the one that sort of is avoided very frequently, is spiritual brands. And of course, when you think about it like this, and some people don't like to think about it this way, but basically Jesus Christ, of course, today that's you know one of the, if not the number one brand on the planet, from the point of view of followers, that also has got a serious positioning on it. And, you know, and I say to my uh, Christian friends out there, it's okay. Basically, every particular messaging, in this case, Christianity, needs the occasional messaging from the perspective of a story. So we get that. So Buddha is another example, of course, Krishna, and so on. So even religion is a brand okay and of course spirituality of course has another link as well where you can even incorporate whatever you think fits your spiritual beliefs and reality but there is brands behind that right across the board right across every religion on the planet there is branding behind this branding behind the scenes as i said some of it is uh what i would call is hard sell some of it is soft sell uh some of it is overt and some of it is covert so this is branding per se. And if you think about that, when you get followers, okay, you know, just to finalize that particular conversation on religion and spirituality, when you've got the most followers on the planet like Christianity has, that's what you call branding at its best. And what I mean by that is we're in a world today where, you know, an influencer, for instance, the Kardashians got a, several million followers and it's like big influencer well what we're talking about here is at least a couple of billion followers and that's the difference in branding when people have bought the belief the purpose the mission then you've created a super brand and you know and in my experience there's nothing better to study them you know religion and spirituality to see how branding works effectively and i say that with a, a lot of experience having done that uh, over the years so branding is nearly everything. And as Steve Forbes, the media entrepreneur, was quoted as saying, your brand is the single most important investment you can make in your business. And that sort of sums up everything I have to say today about branding. And what I'd like to do is invite you to come on board, send me any emails you have, any questions you might have. And of course, if you like this episode, and it's helped you get a little bit more understanding about the branding world, you know, that'd be great. Just send us a message on that. I know it can be a bit overwhelming at times, but, you know, the idea is we do our best in these short podcasts 
to give you some sense of what the subject is all about and give you actually more opportunity to research it further if you choose. And if you like that chat today, again, I kindly ask you to rate the show on Apple Podcast. And if you do, please send us an email, confirmation, and again, we will send you our ebook, The Real World Guide to Authentic Personal Branding. You can find me on social media. My Twitter is John underline Michael. My LinkedIn is John Michael. And on Facebook, you can find me under Image Group International. I'd like to thank you all, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Have a great week, and cheers. John Michael's Personal Branding Masterclass podcast is sponsored by Image Group International, a global team of practical, digitally savvy personal brand and image strategists based in Australia, committed to maximizing your impact, influence, and authority in the business world. To learn more and apply for your personal coaching, seminars, and group workshops, please visit imagegroup.com.au or call 1-800-631-311.